You see, if we are not grateful, if we do not express our thanksgiving, it can often have an opposite effect. In fact, in Romans 121, Paul says this, For although they knew God, talking about their forefathers, for although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. This passage seems to imply that people who are unthankful, who are ungrateful to God, will soon begin to fall by the wayside because their hearts become hardened. I'd like for you to turn in your Bible, if you would, to Luke, the 17th chapter. Luke, the 17th chapter. I am thankful today. We're entering into this time, what we call Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving day, the Thanksgiving holidays. Uh, We're entering to Black Friday and all of these kind of things that are going on as far as shopping and and, uh, and, and, and I, I love Derek. I love Derek. They bought, not bought, they moved into a new place last week. And, uh, and, and so Derek, when Sydney was out of town this week, went and bought her all new kitchen stuff. She was so excited when she came home that Derek had bought her all new kitchen stuff. And, uh, and, and so, I, 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 of course, I told them, they said they got a whole tub load of, of whatever, Pioneer Woman or something, you know, that they want to uh, get rid of. And I said, don't tell my wife. We've already changed. We've already changed our kitchen. We won't do it again. But anyway, so, uh, so thankful this morning. Sydney was very thankful this morning. She's not in here. She's with the children, but uh, I'm just so tickled about that. But anyway, I love this season and what we're going into. It's a very exciting season. It's a very stressful season at times in our lives, and it's a very busy season. But I like it because it's the fall weather, and we're kind of just kind of reflecting on the year and reflecting on the goodness of God, reflecting on our families and reflecting on all kinds of other things that has happened. And I know this year has been one of those years that's kind of been up and down, you know, You've had your seasons of of chaos. You've had your season, seasonal moments when things didn't go so well and they didn't go as planned. And this is not what you figured it would be when you become a middle-aged person or an older person or a younger person or whatever. But I want you to know that God is faithful in whatever season of life you're in. And I remember talking to a young lady several, several, well, 20 years ago, and she had two children, and they were at the age of, I'm not sure exactly what age they were, but they were young, and she was kind of frazzled. She was just kind of frazzled, and I looked at her, and I said, listen, I want you to know something. I said, you need to enjoy this season because this season will soon pass, and you'll look back, and you'll think, Where did the time go? Where is my little girl and where is my little boy that has now grown up to be adults? And I said, so you need to don't stress out over all this. Just take it with stride and realize this season will pass very shortly. And, of course, it did. It did. And it does. Amen? It it does. I mean, last night we were were privileged to have one of our grandchildren with us, and he spent the night with us last night. And, uh, you know, he got on the couch and laid beside me on the couch and fell asleep right beside me. And then I had to pick him up and put him in the bed and all that kind of stuff. And, I, you know, you, you think about moments like that. They're seasons, and they're very short, and they'll be gone. 
in just a couple of years, he doesn't want to hang around Papa anymore. He wants to hang around his friends. So you enjoy those seasons of life that you're in. So what I'd like to share this morning, I want to, we're going to be talking about thanksgiving or gratitude, I should say. We're going to be talking about gratitude. And this morning, we're going to be talking about expressed thanksgiving, expressed thanksgiving. We have passages of scriptures all through the Bible that talks about giving thanks. In Psalms 100 and verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. We find in Psalms 106 verse 1, praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. We look at the New Testament and Paul writes, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul writes again in 1 Thessalonians, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now notice he said, give thanks in all circumstances. He didn't say give thanks for all things, but in all circumstance, give thanks. And you say, well, how can you do that? You can do that if you know that all things work together for good. You can give thanks in all circumstances. You see, there is a universal feeling of thankfulness that we all experience. I mean, think about it. We all feel thankful at moments in our lives. For example, when good things happen, we are grateful. We are thankful. I'm thankful that I got that raise. I'm thankful that I have found my wife. I'm thankful that I've had children. I'm thankful. And in those moments and seasons in our lives, we all feel the emotion of gratefulness. We feel the emotion of gratefulness when seasons that are rough have passed. Amen. Now, if you haven't been through some rough seasons, hold on, you will get there. You will go through them. And when you go through them and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you are grateful. You have this feeling, this emotion of gratefulness that the season is over with in our lives. And we all have emotions of gratitude. It's universal. It's God-given. It's, it's something that all of us experience. But when it comes to expressing, hear me, but when it comes to expressing thanks to others, it often doesn't come naturally or effortlessly. But when gratitude is not expressed, it conveys a message in a relationship with the other person of not seeing or recognizing that person. Or you don't see or recognize their efforts. I appreciate when my wife gets up on Sunday morning and cooks me biscuits because that's what Isaac wanted. I do. I appreciate the fact that she's willing to get up any morning and cook me biscuits if I want them. But 
Even though I have that feeling and that emotion of gratitude, I'm thankful. I, I, oftentimes, I, I come home and I'll say, God, I, I'll say, Kim, I just want to thank you. Thank you for a clean house. I'm thankful. Now, it's not spotless. We have stuff everywhere like everybody else. But I'm thankful that we have a clean house. And I have that emotion and that gratitude. But the problem is, if I don't express it verbally, if I don't express it in how I treat her or how I show her or how I talk to her, if I don't communicate it and express it, that, that, that non-communication of being grateful makes the other person feel like they're not appreciated or recognized or thought of. So it's one thing to have the emotion of gratefulness, of thankfulness, but it is so important that you and I learn to express it. And if you are going to bring up the second, because you see, when it's not expressed, it conveys that message of, I don't see you or I don't recognize you. And if you were to bring up the subject of one's unexpressed thanksgiving to someone, it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. Because this is what we do with our children. When mom or dad or grandma and grandpa or papa and mimi or whoever gives you a gift, what do you say to your child when they receive that gift? Thank you. Did you tell them thank you? Did you say thank you? You make sure you tell them thank you. But often sometimes we, when we don't hear the words of thanksgiving, the words of gratitude, we feel like we're being taken granted. We feel like we're being serving effortlessly. We're not being very thought of or recognized. And I think that it's important that we begin to learn to express our thankfulness, whether it's to our spouse, whether it's to our coworkers, whether it's to our boss, whether it's to whomever it is that, that we've come in contact with. But I think most important of all, I think we need to express it to our God. Well, God knows my heart. Yeah, God knows your heart. But God wants to hear the expression of your heart. Just as a wife wants to hear the expression of her husband or the husband of her wife, we want to hear the words, I love you. We want to hear the words, I'm thankful for you. I, we want to hear the words, I'm thankful you're willing to sacrifice your time to take care of me. We want to hear that. It's important. So unexpressed thanksgiving often leaves people feeling taken for granted for. And one may feel thankful, but unexpressed thankfulness is experienced, now hear this, is experienced in, as ingratitude to the other person in the relationship. It's the expression of thanksgiving that leaves one feeling appreciated, accepted, and not the emotion of gratitude. It's the expression 
of gratitude. You see, hearts naturally gravitate toward recognition and gratitude. And so what I want us to do is look in Luke, the 17th chapter. In verse 11, there's a story. Talk about Jesus and 10 men that had leprosy. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Okay, now notice the area that Jesus is traveling between the area of Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, if you had leprosy, you were considered very unclean. In fact, you were considered so unclean that you had to go out of the city. You could not live in the city. You could not go into the city. If you did go into the city, you had to yell and speak and holler out before you, unclean, 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 so everybody could avoid you. I mean, you talk about social distancing. They had social distancing back then, and it was a lot more than six foot. And so can you imagine these 10 men somewhere between Samaria and Galilee, and because they were leprous, they were, they were probably a mixture of people. They were probably Samaritans and Galileans. But they all had the same thing. Isn't it amazing that sometimes that things that, that unite us, things that unite us are things that cause us to overlook what we used to be separated for? These are Galileans and Samaritans who never do anything together. And now you got 10 men who are Galileans and Samaritans. And they're together. And so they're crying out as he was going into the village. 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called down in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go. Go. Show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, you got to really understand this. Jesus says, go. And they began to go to the priest before they're cleansed, before they're made whole. Because you see, a leper, when he was cleansed, when he was made whole, he would have to go show himself to the priest so he would be able to go back into the community. And before they get to the priest, as they are going, they are made whole. They begin to walk out their faith. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Now, this is not a question that he's asking. It's a statement. He's saying, the nine, where are they? 
What happened to the, what happened to the nine? It's a statement. It's not a question, where are they? But it's like, where are they at? It's a statement that he's making. And he says, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, as we look at this story and we talk about Thanksgiving, I want us to realize this morning the importance of expressing our thankfulness. You see, the nine missed the opportunity to express their thanks even though they were probably grateful. I'm sure that as they were going to see the priest, I'm sure that it was they were going to do what God had told them or Jesus had told them to do. I'm sure that in their hearts they were grateful. I, you know, because now I have been separated from my family. I've been separated. I haven't been able to work. I haven't been able to do nothing. But now I am cleansed. I am healed. I am, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm able to go back to work. I'm able to go back and be with my family. I'm able to go back into my home. I'm able to go back into my my village, I'm sure that in their hearts, they felt grateful, but they didn't express it to the one that made them whole. They missed the opportunity to give thanks. Even though they may have been grateful in their heart, even though they may have appreciated what Jesus did, they missed the opportunity to give thanks except for the one Samaritan, the one foreigner, as NIV puts it, the one Samaritan. You see, as parents, we make our children give thanks when receiving something. And I want you to understand, a lot of times if we're not careful, when someone does something kind to us, and, 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 and hear me, this, is, this, this message is about express thanksgiving, not just to God himself, but to others. Many times I have missed the opportunity to express my thanks. And these nine men missed the opportunity to express their thanks to Jesus Christ, except one. So unexpressed thanksgiving leaves one feeling ungrateful. Unexpressed thanksgiving communicates ingratitude. Gratitude we feel but don't express is felt by the other person as ungrateful appreciated. How many times have we ever done something for someone and we didn't even get a thank you? It cost us our time. It cost us maybe some resources. It cost us maybe whatever. And yet we didn't even get a thank you. You feel like you're being taken granted for, taken for granted. You think that you're not appreciated. And the thing is, if, if you'll be honest, you, more, you are more apt to do something for someone again who appreciates what you do than the one who doesn't appreciate a thing. I remember 
in my life, in, in ministry, you know, and doing something. And I, I remember doing something one time for this church, and no one, no one ever said thank you. No one. And I left, and, you know, days and weeks had passed, and I thought, you know something? After all that I did, and I never even heard one person say, thank you. How does that make you feel? It makes you feel like they took advantage of you. It makes you feel like you're not appreciated. It makes you feel like you're not recognized and you're not thought of. And even though they may have appreciated what I did, they didn't express it. So I felt unappreciated. Now, you probably say, well, why, why, little baby, why are you talking like that? Why are you crying? Why are you making a big deal over it? You know, and to tell you, I'm not going to go back to the church and say, well, you didn't thank me, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything about it. My point is, how does it make you feel when you don't feel that expressed or hear that expressed thankfulness? And you see that person that you may have gratitude in your heart, you may be thankful for what they did or what they did, but if you don't express it, it makes them feel like they weren't appreciated. I'm going somewhere with this. Unexpressed thanksgiving feels like rejection to the other person. Have you ever wondered why Jesus said to the man that was already healed and already made whole, rise and go, your faith has made you well. I mean, like the other nine, the man was already healed of his leprosy from the time that they went to show themselves to the priest. But when Jesus says, but what, when Jesus says to this one man, your faith has made you well. He wasn't talking about something just physical. He was talking about something that was beyond the physical. He was talking about something that was emotional, that was spiritual, that, that, that the whole man was made whole. Why? Because he returned and gave thanksgiving. And when he expressed his gratitude, God told him, or Jesus told him, go. He already told him once to go. But now he tells him the second time, go, your faith has made you whole, has made you well. Because what you did, you expressed your thanksgiving, you expressed your gratitude, and because you expressed your gratitude, your faith has become complete. It has come full circle. You see, when we express our gratitude to God, it completes our faith, our confidence. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. I believe that. You see, we are made whole 
by our thanksgiving. In fact, psychologists today tell us that since sincere gratitude, that is, sincere thanksgiving, is the healthiest of all human emotions. Hans Seal, who is considered the father of stress studies, has said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. A thankful heart will draw us to others and us or draw others to us and us to others. You see, thanksgiving is not only good for the giver, but it's good for the receiver. And God appreciates our thankfulness. It lifts him up. It glorifies him. And thanksgiving draws us closer into an intimacy with the Father. I'm going to tell you, when I tell my wife, thank you, when I express it by my actions and I express it with my words and I express it, even though I'm grateful, even though I appreciate it, but when I, when I express it, it causes us to become closer, more intimate. Now, I don't know about you, but I like Intimacy. I don't like you. I like closeness. Well, don't you think the Heavenly Father likes closeness, likes intimacy with you? And when you begin to express your thanksgiving to Him, it draws you closer. It draws Him closer to you. It draws you closer to Him. And I'm telling you, we begin to benefit in a more intimate relationship. You see, if I always tell my wife what I want her to do, and I never thank her for all the things she does that I don't even ask her to do, she feels unappreciated. But when I thank her, when I thank her. The other day I was working, and it's been a few months ago, I was working, and I don't know what I was doing, but I was working and, and trying to take care of bills and, you know, how we do. And my wife came up to me one night, and she says, Randy, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for all your hard work. Because of your hard work, I know you're taking care of my family. You're taking care of us. And I just want to say thank you. And when my wife said that to me, I felt so appreciated. The fact that she says a lot of times I work too much. But then she comes up and says, thank you for working, for providing, for taking care of my family. It made me feel so appreciated and made me feel closer and more intimate with her. So it is with our Heavenly Father. When we begin to express thanksgiving, even though God knows our heart, even though God knows what's everything about us, but when we begin to express our thanksgiving, it just causes the Father to rise up and say, oh, I just want to draw closer to my child. I want to draw closer to my son and my daughter. I want to draw closer to them because they appreciate what I'm doing for them. I heard Andy Stanley say this, and I, I really like this, especially to the young people. If you really, really want to get on your mom and dad's good side and you really want to be blessed by them, then be grateful for all the things they do. 
Well, you know, we deserve that. You know, they're supposed to do that. No, 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 no. When you get to the attitude where they're supposed to do that because they're mom or dad, or they're supposed to do that because they're my boss, or they're supposed to do that. No, when you get that attitude, you become ungrateful. But when you begin to express, I, I just want to thank you for providing a good safety home, safe home for, my, for me. I want to thank you for giving me clothes that I can go to school with or to the job. Gratitude seems to gravitate that person closer to you to be more favorable of blessing you. We don't do it for that, but it seems to be that way. You see, if we are not grateful, if we do not express our thanksgiving, it can often have an opposite effect. In fact, in Romans 121, Paul says this, For although they knew God, talking about their forefathers, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. This passage seems to imply that people who are unthankful, who are ungrateful to God, will soon begin to fall by the wayside because their hearts become hardened. So I want to challenge you today that during the season, and not just the season only, but why don't we begin to express verbally or by the things that we do, why don't we begin to express our gratitude by saying it? It's okay to say to your spouse. It's okay to say to your husband, your wife, your children, your coworker, your boss, whomever. It's okay to say, I want to thank you. You know, Zach came to me the other day, and for you that don't know, Zach's back in school. Yeah, thank God he's back in school. He needs to get more educated. We, we're, we're trying to invest in him. We want him to go to school. We want him to become a better minister, a better pastor. We, we want, and not that he's not now, but we want to invest in people. And so we encouraged him, encouraged him, encouraged him to go back to school, and he's going back to school. But the thing is, he came up to me the other day, and he said, Randy, I want to thank you for being patient with me and working with me on my schedule. Now, I never said anything to Zach, but that meant the world to me. That meant the world to me that he thought, I thank my boss, my coworker, whatever term you want to use, I thank him for working with me on my schedule that allows me to go to school and further my education. Just a thank you meant the world to me. How much more does it mean to God the Father when we begin to express our thanksgiving? And how much more does it mean to the world around us when we begin to express our thankfulness, our gratitude in verbal terms, in communicating terms, or whatever? It means, in fact, you know what it begins to do? It begins to draw us closer to one another. And it begins to draw us closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, thanksgiving can be expressed in more than one way. You can say thank you to God or to whomever by spending time. 
You can say thank you by forgiving. You can say thank you by serving. You can just say thank you when you just share the hope that God the Father has given you to someone else. You say thank you when you reach out to hurting people. When you give God or others the best of your time, your talent, and your resources. And when you enthusiastically, publicly say thank you. So I want to ask this question in closing. Thanksgiving not only benefits you, but it benefits others. I do believe that if you and I apply this principle of thanksgiving, of being intentional and expressing our thanksgiving first to God for all that he's done, for all that he is, for what he's going to do, and then we express our thanksgiving to others. It makes them feel appreciated. It makes them feel recognized. It makes them feel like they're not being taken for granted. And what it does, it just makes for a better community and a better world to live in. What if tomorrow, if you go to work, and your boss is having a bad day, and you just say, I want to thank you. Because everyone has a bad day. Everyone. We all have bad days. But just saying thank you can change the course of that person's day. It can change the whole thing, the whole atmosphere of the office. It can change the whole atmosphere of the workplace. It can change everything by just saying thank you. I had a boss years ago, Derek, if you'll come. I had a boss years ago, and I was working on a job, and at this particular time, I was, I was an apprentice. I was an electrical apprentice, and, and being an apprentice, you know, you have a journeyman that's over you and, you know, you, and everything. Well, I was the apprentice for the supervisor, for the superintendent of the job, and, and so I was his apprentice, and, and um, he had some guys that had come to the job, and they were working, and they were working hard, and, and they were giving their time and their energy, and they were, they were really working. We called him Granny because he moved like a granny. He never got in a hurry, never got fast, just kind of walked like a granny. And so he got the nickname Granny, so we called him Granny. And I went up to him one day, and, and he was just, I mean, lamb-blasting the men. And I had a good relationship with Granny. He was, I was his apprentice, and we, we had talked, and there was things going on at home that he had shared with me, with his son. And I went up to him, and I said, Granny, I said, listen, I said, these men that you've got here on this job are working hard for you, and they're doing a great job at what they're doing. I said, but you're letting what's going on at home affect the environment of your workplace and your attitude with these men. I said, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve to be treated like that because they're working hard for you and doing you a good job. 
And I remember he looked at me and he said, Randy, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I should not be treating them like this because they're doing a good job. And all of a sudden, he became grateful. He became thankful for his men. And these men were getting ready to walk off the job and leave him. But because his attitude and he began to express thankfulness, it changed the whole atmosphere of the workplace. You see, I believe that God does make us better for life. I believe that Jesus makes me better. But not only does he make me better, he makes me better for life, to deal with life, to handle life, to deal with people, to handle people. And I'm learning that when I express my thanksgiving, it has the ability to change everything. My relationship with God, my relationship with others, my work environment, it has the ability to change everything. So I want to challenge you this morning that as we go into this season of what we call Thanksgiving, that we'll literally put it into practice. And even though we may have grateful hearts, let's express it. Let's express our heart of gratitude. Let's express it to our spouses. Let's express it to our children. Let's express it to our coworkers. Let's express it to all the volunteers. Let's express it to everyone we appreciate. I'm telling you, this week is what is known as, as Veterans Day. Veterans Day is on Thursday. You know what we need to do? We need to go up to every veteran serving or have served. We need to go up to them and say thank you thank you. Thank you for giving of your time. Thank you for giving of your, your talent. Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving us the freedom that we enjoy today. We need to have that kind of heart of gratitude and say thank you. Express it to them. The firefighters, thank you. The police, thank you. The nurses, who have been on the forefront of this pandemic, thank you. Thank you. Because it makes them feel like I am making a difference. And you're changing their attitude and you're changing the atmosphere and you're changing everything. I'm telling you, the ones that volunteer wherever in community services, thank you. Express it. You may feel it, but express it. Because it has the power to change everything. And I'm telling you, we need to change the world in which we live. And by learning to say thank you and express our thanksgiving can make life better and make us better for life. Would you stand? I tell you today, I, I, I just wanna kinda pause and say thank you. Thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave me what I didn't deserve and he didn't give me what I did deserve. I deserved hell. I deserved death. I deserved to be hung on the cross. I deserve 
that. But God didn't give me that. He gave me life. And he gave it to me in the fullest measure. He gave me joy. He gave me peace. And even though there are times that my body hurts, he gave me life. And he gave me healing. So I want to say thank you, Jesus, that you loved me so much, that you loved me, that you were willing to lay down your life for my salvation. Maybe you don't know Jesus this morning, but Jesus loves you. And Jesus laid his life down for you so you could have eternal life. You need to thank him. And you say, well, I don't know him. We'll receive him. It's a gift. God has given you the gift freely, freely given to you. And all you have to do is receive. Maybe today you know Jesus. But have you expressed your gratitude? Have you expressed your gratitude to your family, co-workers, whatever? It will make, it will change your relationship and it will change your closeness and it will change your life. Father God, I pray today that as we worship, God, that we'll think about this message, that we'll think about expressing thanksgiving, even though we may have a heart of gratitude, none of us can see into the heart of a man or a woman. So Lord, help us today to begin to express whether it's verbally, through our actions, through our time, whatever it may be, God, would you help us to express our thanksgiving? Because as we express our thanksgiving, God, it will just make life better. I believe that. God, I pray that you speak this into our spirit today and that we apply it to the way we live our lives. And if there's one that doesn't know you, that they will receive you today as their Lord and Savior. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you worship with the praise team? This altar's open if you'd like to come and pray. If there's a special need, we want to pray for that special need in your life. I believe that God answers prayer today. Lead us. Hallelujah. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.